Women as One promotes talent in medicine by bringing the unique talents of women to the forefront. We believe that, as one, women can use their collective voice to change the landscape of medicine. My name is Kamala Tenorisa, and I'm board certified in cardiac EP and also certified in cardiac MRI. And I trained at the University of Michigan, and currently I am a part of Texas Cardiac Arrhythmia, which is the largest private practice EP group, and it is based in Austin, Dallas, Texas, and I am a practicing EP in that group. I wrote an article in uh, Kevin MD, and that was uh, published on January 5th, 2020, and the title is My Dream as a Physician. And it all starts with a dream. I started to write that article saying, you know, it's a dream and it's a passion for most of us in medicine as physicians. And then you take the humanity side of medicine. Now you're put under stress. And how do you react to that stress and how do you empower yourself and people around you to still fight all these negative factors and continue on your path? I love poetry and I love medicine and I love to write. So I tied everything together. The impetus is the burnout, the way the physicians are expected to work beyond the inhumane limits. I'm a passionate physician who wants medicine to be focused on patient care, being good physicians, empathy and skill set. I don't think the physicians should be stretched to limits where they have to be the masters of, you know, dealing with insurance naysayers or EMR, RVUs, numbers. Because if you combine the economics with humanity of medicine and if you don't balance it in the right way, there's a very high risk for poor quality of care because I don't look at my patient as a patient anymore. I look at a patient as a number. Once we start to look at it that way, our time is really stretched to limits where we don't have time to sit with patients, examine them, interview them. Then we are just not doing what we're supposed to do or we wanted to do as physicians. I went into medicine because I love taking care of sick people. As simple as that, there's no other layer to it. I never went into medicine thinking of numbers, economics, which are important. I'm not saying economics are not important, but balancing it and making it a little lopsided even on the making humanity more heavier than economics. I think that's a fine balance we need to find. And so that was the impetus. And so that was the gist of that article I wrote. Daily Warrior, because there's a routine, there's a discipline, just like a war someone, a Marine, as I'm going to take an example, you know, a warrior has to, even though I have a discipline in my life, every day I don't know what's thrown at me, what kind of field am I entering. A simple case can end up with a major complication and a case that I think is going to take a long time could take a shorter time or vice versa. So every day I go to work, I don't know what's thrown at me and I need to have, I'm always in an armor, ready to fight ultimately hoping for a good endpoint on every single case, every second. So that's the term I use, daily warrior, is that warrior who's in a war field, he has no idea, he or she has no idea what they're facing. And that's the life of a physician. And that's a lot of stress, emotional stress, moral stress, and physical stress. So when I use the word daily warrior, that's exactly what I meant. 
It takes a village to make a living, whether you're a mother, whether you're a physician. It does take your peers, colleagues, friends, family, support system around you. Now, I, during fellowship, I lost my mother suddenly, and then I wanted to have kids. So I go on, I have kids, but then I have no family support here. So then that's the point I said, okay, I'm going to take a step back because I need to prioritize life for unique myself. I can't compare myself to others. And I actually mentioned this. I wrote an article called 10-pointer survival cheat sheet for American College of Cardiology, a WIC section, which is going to come out in June, actually talking about this. And I went through this dilemma in my mind. Am I doing it the right way? Is this the right thing? And yes, there were many comments from just an anecdote, a comment, oh, you're working part-time. I had to respond back saying, you know what, that's okay. I'm working part-time because I chose to do part-time because in the given situation, this is all I can do. Mind you, if I didn't think of it and customize to myself, I would have been a victim of true burnout. I mean, I would have probably been tears and I would not have done a good job as a physician or as a mother. And so when I talk about hibernation, I was talking about those less number of days that I worked initially after fellowship. And I went through this dialogue in my brain. Am I doing the right thing? I know I can do more, but how much can I do and how can I do it? Unless you ask, things are not going to be placed on the plate that's unique for you. So what I did is I negotiated my contract. I told them I'll work four days a week and those four days will be very long. I'm all yours. My patients need me and I'm there. The one day off, which is three days a week, including the weekend, that's my time for my family. I designed it that way. And at the same, I can't ask for a four-day contract and get paid full time. So that's the negotiation skills, but you need to customize those questions and those requests for your own self. And I did that. And the fifth day was my free day in the sense I would volunteer at the school and I'm a very big community activist. I'm a motivation speaker and I go volunteer in shelters and children abuse women. You know, I'm out there educating women about health in uh, local gyms, underserved areas. So that's another passion of mine. So I could fit that in. At the same time, there was a patient who said, I don't want someone else to do the procedure. I want you to do it. I had the freedom. I would go in. Yes. Was it free? Kind of a free service. Did I get compensated for it? Not in a monetary sense, but I had that satisfaction that I was there for my patient. I was there for my kids and the community. My opinion, I can't speak for others. As you know, I've been in private practice, but the groups, this is the second group. I moved from Ohio to Texas. Both the groups have been very open, very open. And I told them when I went in and I said, this is what I'm going to do. This is what it's going to be. And I was very upfront when I interviewed. I told people, if this is not a perfect fit for you, don't worry about it. It's not a perfect fit for me. This is what I want. And this is the only thing I'm going to do. So if you lay it out and you are confident in your own decision, then uh, I did not perceive any resistance whatsoever. I had so many students, pre-med students, interns, residents, fellows come up and say, how did you do it? We want guidance. And I have guided people along this way. And I said, we need to redefine a full work week for physicians. I had that 
there was no guilt in me. See, if I'm working full time and I wasn't there, then there's something that bothers you. Hey, I'm getting paid for it. I'm there. I'm supposed to be there. I'm not there. When I do this four days and that fifth day is my day, I had the freedom to do what I wanted to do. So ultimately, I'm not left with any kind of regret. And for women, because right after fellowship, at least for me, that was the time I decided to have family. Obviously, most of us have kids during that time, whether men or women. That's the prime time to play the parent role. We can't sacrifice one for the other. We just have to find a fine balance. And people can do it. It's about how you customize that to yourself rather than comparing with others and finding that fine balance within oneself. Its answer is not outside. Psychosocial aspects, again, are, just say this in four discrete pieces. One is we have to take the help of the people around us, whether it's friends, family, nannies, social support system. So I tell young women, make use of them. You know, support yourself. You can't do this alone. You will not be able to do this alone and appreciate the help that you get. And, uh, you know, it goes long ways. Second thing is to have at home, you know, you go back, you have another job, you know, taking care of the family, aging parents or kids, or, you know, having the spouse or the partner who's very supportive is the second key. To have that, you know, some, I'll use the word luck, you know, some are lucky and some are not, but open communication, again, is the key for that. Communicating with your partner or spouse and saying, could you help me out? Let's help each other out. And I am blessed because I'm married to an interventional cardiologist and he's super supportive and we divide and conquer. The third thing is to have relaxation techniques, exercise, listening to music, for me and I write poetry and I love art and I read a lot of books whether it's empowerment books or history buffs or everything about history and spending family time is very important to using those hobbies exercise as a relaxation net a safety net for you the last thing of the psychosocial element for young parents or young families out there for physicians is to cut the excess off your calendar. Learn to say no. You know, if it's not super important, it's it's okay to say no. And no, there should not be any guilt. So communication, cutting off this excess, exercise, hobbies, and using the network, social support system. Now, I was 100% confident. I did not hesitate a bit. And all I needed was a mentor to tell me, that it's okay and that's the right way to do it. And my mentor is Claire, Dr. Duanwa from Michigan. I talked to her and she said, absolutely, that's the way to do it. That's what fits your mind and just don't even hesitate to do it. And I'm a pretty, you know, I make up my mind. I'm pretty comfortable in my decision and there was no guilt as far as that goes. There's no other profession that's as gratifying as humbling as medicine, taking care of the patient and, you know, seeing them feel better in your procedures or your medications, whatever you do. I have so many patients who I've been to their families' funerals and it's just very gratifying. You kind of, patients and their stories become an integral part of a physician's life. That's the reason, you know, when people use, I'm writing an article on this, work and, uh, you know, when you use work, life 
equilibrium or balance. I disagree with that whole phrase or the statement. Actually, it should be work-life integration because for a physician, there's no division between work and life. Family, patients' families, patient stories are integral part of my life. I can't separate them. So it needs to be integrated rather than a balance.